What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So glad you're here. We are going to talk today about a game-changing strategy for 2024. We're still new into 2024, so this is really timely. There's a lot of content here, so I'm also going to make it a somewhat of a series that we'll do for the next couple of weeks. But we're going to talk about how to hear from God. Okay, like when you actually know that you can and how to, that is your game-changing strategy. That will literally change every area and every affair of your life. It will change you. Okay, so we're going to talk about that today. Today. A couple of things to be aware of. This week on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we have a Courage Co. small group live kickoff call. Lots of words. All this means is that we have five different small groups that are offered in Courage Co. Maybe you got to enjoy the blessing of being a part of these last year. We've still got the same groups from last year. We've added a couple more to the mix. So you can come, you can meet the leaders. These groups are free, so you can find a group that works for you and commit to investing yourself in this beautiful way this year. So join us for this live kickoff call inside Courage Co. You just go to www www.couragego.org, click on the free community, and then you'll get instant access. You'll see it under the events tab once you log in. And CourageGo is on an app, so it will require you to have a unique username and email password to log in. But once you're logged in, you can access it from your phone, which is super convenient, or your desktop, whatever you prefer. So you can join all of those groups and be a part of that. You can join us in Courage Co. for bi-monthly prayer calls. These have turned into prophetic prayer calls and encouragement. You can join any of the courses or programs that we have in there as well. We have a 30-day faith walking course that is phenomenal. I encourage you if faith is an area that you want to grow and evolve into to get plugged into that group. There is a VIP mastermind that is Holy Spirit boot camp on a a different kind of level. This is all supernatural. It happens in there and God will meet you. I promise you it's been proven right where you are and accelerate your journey in only the most miraculous ways with the most beautiful community that he's divinely orchestrated. There's also the Courage Co. Masterclass Training Bundle, which is an entire year of training over topics In any area of your life, we cover so many things, whether it's entrepreneurship, relationships, success habits. We were all over the place in a very intentional way. Pretty wild. But you can invest in whatever makes the most sense to you. All of that is over at www.courageco.org. I also mentioned that I do have my calendar open for the first quarter. There's a few spots and they're just open until booked to work together one-on-one. So if you have been looking for a coach to work with, I am happy to have our team share all the details with you. You can email info at julianapage.com, put coaching with Juliana in the subject line, and we'll make sure that you get all of the details or point you to some options that could really support you in this season. All right, y'all, let's talk about it. So I thought when it comes to hearing from God, this is something that we make really complicated. I think. And we also like over spiritualize this. And I know this because I didn't come from a legacy of faith. I fortunately don't have a lot of church hurt to overcome (laughs) and to have to relearn my way out of, right? I can really take God at his word because I've been trained by God, right? So This has been complicated. I've seen this, whether it's been in different ministry school programs that I've completed, um, different trainings that I've done, different church groups that I've been a part of. I can see how hearing God is complicated. Some people believe that you can. Some people believe that you can't. Um, I've seen how this is over-spiritualized as well, and this could get super awkward and super weird. I've seen how this can be untrained and messy and how that can really hurt people. And that vexes my spirit. That really grieves my heart. Um, So this is worth 
talking about. We did last year, this is in our Courage Co. Masterclass bundle, we did last year a prophetic boot camp and a prophetic processing training. These were so great. We're looking for more ways to bring more value specifically related to that into the Courage Co. community, but those were phenomenal. So that's a place that you can go for another deep dive. But we're going to do our best here to go through this over the next couple of weeks so that you've got a really great base and a really great foundation. And this could also inspire your time seeking the Lord as well. Okay, so first, let's start with a question like this is like a lingering question that's out there. And a lot of us don't talk about it. Why can't I hear God? Like you hear those people and they're like, I hear the audible voice of God all the time. And then you hear those people that are like, yeah, God's always talking to me. Or you hear these people that are having these supernatural encounters all of the time. And you're like, I got nothing. Like, I don't even think I can hear God at all. Like, I don't know what all of that is. And I'm kind of like resenting you because I don't know if I admire that. I don't know if that inspires me. I kind of have FOMO. I don't know what's going on, right? Why can't I hear God? Jeremiah 29, 13 in the message version says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Yay, God, right? Like this is those who seek me will find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's the same version. Maybe you've heard it that way. Again, when you hear scripture, even in a different version, it can inspire you and resonate with your spirit in a different way where you finally grasp it. Like you might have heard those who seek me will find me when they seek me with all their heart. You might have heard that before. But when you hear it like this, when you come looking for me, thinking about what you're looking for right now, what are you actually looking for? God says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. God wants to be found by you. He's not hiding. Yes. When you get serious, what are you serious about right now? When you get serious about finding me, and want it more than anything else. What do you want right now more than anything else? Is it God? When you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God will blow your mind every time. Love that about God. He's so good. (laughs) And he knows exactly what you need, not just what you want. Okay? So we can hear God. I just want to establish that uh, as the baseline. We have this question, like, why can't I hear God? But we can hear God. And I don't know one human that I've met who hasn't woken up maybe in a cold sweat, let's say, over important decisions that have to be made, right? Maybe that's you. How do I know if I should marry this person, right? Should I take that job opportunity? Is this the time to move? Am I supposed to leave this job? What about the kids? Is it time to stay or do I leave? Should I invest this? Do I save this? What is the best way to handle this relationship problem I'm having? You know, like we get all jumbled up and that's just on a Monday. (laughs) That's just one regular day that we're, you know, facing all of these big decisions. Then if that's not overwhelming enough. After we make a choice, we move to obsessing whether it's the right choice and we stay in limbo and we become double-minded and unstable in all of our ways, right? We feel as if we're in our own little mental purgatory, so to speak, right? Somewhere in between, I have a critical decision I need answered and whew, I made it to my therapist's office. It's overwhelming, right? We run to church, or better yet, we catch an online service, hoping the worship leader or the pastor on stage will say something that gives our much-needed answer a solution, right? Or at least something to ease the nagging anxiety that we're messing up everything. Or maybe we'll find something, you know, missing here. We'll find the missing piece to our life puzzle. Someone might hand us the answer we desperately need, so we're just on the lookout for clues, for signs everywhere, okay? It is often that going to church stops the questions from bouncing around in our heads. It's not actually often, right? That's not what happens. How do I know if God's speaking to me? What if the devil's tormenting me? What if I'm getting in my own way just thinking what I want to hear and then slapping a God sticker on it? (laughs) We live in this all the time, right? Like going to church just doesn't give you the peace that you need either. We buy journals that are labeled gold chasers or dream bigger. We repost meaningful quotes to exude a sense of confidence that uncertainty is normal, right? We mimic others who seem to know what God is saying. We even copy and paste their words, whatever that happens to be, right? 
We follow these people. We buy the books. We attend the retreats. We read the Bible and consume a ton of information, but never find that core confidence that we can and do hear God for ourselves. With all the available help, why aren't we more certain about our sense of all the things? Right? It's a great question. A lack of devotion to God is usually not the problem. Strangely enough, that's what people will tell you. Go read your Bible. Just get closer to God, right? Have you had that happen to you before? (laughs) It's not always spiritual apathy. It's not. A lack of devotion to God is usually not the problem. It is not. Okay, so do you want to know what some of the problems are? Because we all have our theories. Reason one is we think there's only one way to hear. Most of us are taught that hearing God's voice just happens. If we listen hard enough, we'll hear. God will come to us. And we learn this maybe from our parents, pastors, small group leaders, spiritual mentors, you know, the church at large, the corporate church. You'll know God's voice when you hear it. We're told that, right? All you need to do is ask and ask again and you'll know, right? Until your supernatural radio station comes in clearly. You'll just keep asking and that'll just get clear. You add it to your list maybe of saved stations and viola. All of a sudden, like, now you hear God. (laughs) Does this feel like your life experience? After all of this craziness, right? If you muster up the courage after all of that to admit you still can't hear God, (laughs) that's when people in the know will go to the default answer. Just read your Bible. That's how God speaks to you. That's how you know his voice. And of course, there's no denying that the Bible is God's word. And his printed words speak to us and help us. But deep down, we know it's not enough to read the messages someone sends us when what we really want is to spend time in the same room with them. Knowing someone loves you is not the same as experiencing their love firsthand right? I too, when I started uh, buying a Bible, (laughs) reading it, devoting myself to the Lord, like being super basic and what I had no clue this was supposed to look like, feel like none of the things. I was taught these things too, okay? And this is nobody's fault. After all, right? That's exactly how it works for some people. We're all on a journey. Read more, pray more, listen harder, listen better. That makes perfect sense if it aligns with the way you're made. But if it it doesn't, then you're out of luck in that way. Maybe you're naturally curious and willing to listen and willing to ask others when or how they hear God. I am, you know, a journalist by nature. (laughs) Asking questions is what I do for a living, right? So this is something. I do have curiosity. I do have this childlike curiosity as well. I genuinely am interested. So that is a great thing that's helpful for me, right? And this can be helpful unless the story of their hearing is all about, you know, a lightning bolt from heaven moment confirming you're still basically in the dark waiting to be struck yourself. That kind of doesn't feel good. If you're part of the failed results group, you might find yourself stuck in years of painful, pleading prayers, discouragement, and deep soul fatigue called hopelessness. Hmm, you might give up. You might park yourself in the shadow of a spiritual person who hears God for you. Has that ever happened? Or worse, you might resign yourself to faking it. That is the worst, right? It's the fake it till you make it camp, right? And that can seem pretty lonely. (laughs) In this lonely space, it's easy for us to latch onto the false belief that everyone but you can hear from God. Everyone but you knows the secret handshake. Here, in this interesting lonely place, we draw dangerous conclusions that God is exclusive and that he has favorites. And there are so many seats at the table and they all have been taken. There is no space for you. You didn't make it into the club. And tragically, this is where many people just disengage in their relationship with God entirely. But I want to applaud you for being here right now listening to this podcast. That means you haven't disengaged yet. And I'm thrilled about that. 
okay? Because we're going to get into the ways that God speaks to and through each of his children, including you. Reason number two, right? Reason number one, we think there's only one way to hear God. Reason number two, we've overcomplicated God. So you're too spiritual. (laughs) Your idyllic concept of spirituality as something separate from your day-to-day life is keeping you from hearing God spiritually in your day-to-day life. Like God is talking and speaking all the time. A lot of times we're just not paying attention. Let me explain this by asking you a question. What is spiritual? It's a great question, right? Like I came... Um, from different interesting spiritual experiences before (laughs) embracing my relationship with Jesus, right? So I can understand where different folks are on their spiritual journey. But what does it mean for you? What is spiritual? Let's see, right? Some might say going to church, praying, giving to the poor, helping the needy, worshiping, fasting, serving others, anything that involves an experience of God in a situation where we can expect God to show up. Okay, so next question then. What is unspiritual or the big word secular? You might list things like going to work, shopping for groceries, taking care of the kids, weeding the yard, taking vacations, ordinary day-to-day events that don't involve an experience with God, right? But Do you honestly believe that God can't or won't be involved in the most mundane aspects of your life? Oddly, (laughs) the ideology that some things are spiritual and other things are secular is everywhere in the church, but hard to find in the Bible. Pastor John Mark Comer writes this, Look up the word spiritual in Genesis and Malachi. The Bible used by Jesus. It's not there. Why? Because in a Hebrew worldview, all of life is spiritual. Even when you get to the New Testament, the word spiritual is really only used by Paul. In his writings, it means animated by the Holy Spirit. And for Paul, every facet of our lives should be spiritual. I think if you had asked Jesus about his spiritual life, he would have looked at you very confused. My guess is he would have asked, what do you mean by my spiritual life? (laughs) All of my life is spiritual. Jesus didn't buy into any sacred or secular thinking. To him, life is a seamless, integrated, holistic experience where the sacred is all around us. And because everything is spiritual, everything matters to God. So good. Too many of us think that people who hear God are super spiritual. And to hear God, we must become more spiritual. This isn't true. It's not true. Some of us can't avoid that some things just feel more spiritual and other things feel more secular. That's just how we've compartmentalized our lives, right? But this is important because too many of us believe that that's what it's like. And it's not true. Spiritual isn't something that you have to become. It's something that you already are in Christ. Just because somebody has a certain kind of spiritual gift, say prophecy, doesn't mean your gifts or your ability to hear God or anything that you bring to the table aren't also profoundly spiritual in their own way. There's no hierarchy, okay? We do contribute, not just as a mere habit, but as a powerful tool to step fully into our identity in Christ. It's not just about us. It's about blessing God and the people he places in our path. And here's the beautiful thing. We can do this in the most ordinary of situations. God cares about the most mundane details of our lives. And it's amazing how often we stand in our own way when it comes to thinking that we can't hear God. We all do it and there's nothing to feel bad about in that. But another thing that stands between us and God is simple ignorance, right? No one has ever explained why hearing God is important in the first place, okay? So we think that there's only one way to hear, and then the other reason that we don't hear God often is we overcomplicate it. Sometimes we're hearing God, and we don't even recognize that that's actually what's happening, okay? And we also haven't placed a high value on why it's important to hear God in the first place. So does it matter if I hear God Or not? Have you ever asked that? Isaiah 30, 21 says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. 
Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in a place where you feel utterly lost, broken, fearful, hopeless, powerless, intimidated, overwhelmed, (laughs) when you finally see this is the way walking it, that's enticing, right? Like, God, please just tell me what the way is and where to walk and I will do it at this point. Like, just help, right? And many of us have experienced trauma. We've been frozen in those moments where the world seems to stop and we don't know if we're going to make it even to our next breath, right? We've lost jobs. We've lost loved ones. We've lost property and health. And in these times, I think about God's voice and I realize how much I value it and just the constant reminder that he's with me. Like I'm not alone in this really uncomfortable, painful thing that I'm facing. And it's okay that I don't know how in the heck I would ever make it through this, but I know the one who does and who's with me as I go through this thing. So really, really think about that. Does it matter if I hear God or not? Hearing God's voice is the thing that will get us through moments of crisis, not just, you know, moments of celebration or moments of um, promise, right? But it'll get us through moments of crisis. And I have lived a life that's just seemed to be perpetually in crisis. (laughs) I became somewhat of a master at transition, right? Realizing that I was just surviving the whole time prior to my relationship with God, right? So one of the important takeaways about having this ability, capacity to hear God is that you have the power then to live a connected life. So often we're going through our life lost. It's like we're buffering, you know, like the spinning wheel on your computer or on your phone. is just like, we're not landing anywhere. But there's so much power in a connected life, right? Like I think of the quote too, not all who wander are lost. I'm like, I don't know. I think you might be lost, right? It's interesting. When we're not connected, we're not deeply rooted. And when we're not deeply rooted, we can't produce fruit. You know, you got to be rooted and grounded to produce fruit. So the more you live like this transient, all over the place life, you don't actually build dependency and trust and like this ability, maturity, capacity to produce much fruit, which you're designed to. So when we disconnect from the divine, we go from thriving to surviving. My life prior to God was only surviving. That's truly what I was doing. I was just getting better at surviving, if that's a thing. We're reduced to grabbing scraps off the floor instead of pulling up a seat at the table loaded with God's feast. That's what we're doing. And when we're in survival mode, we make terrible terrible decisions. Like think about when you're desperate and the decisions you make, whether that's in a relationship, whether that's when you're hangry, whether that's when, you know, like you know what you're being led to do, but you're afraid because of, let's say you're you're supposed to leave a job, but you like, you like the provision so much you don't want to leave, right? Like we make terrible decisions. We waste opportunities and our lives become fear-based rather than faith-based. So let me ask you a few critical questions right here. These are big. How can you have a relationship with God if you can't hear him? (laughs) That was one of the like the very first questions that I was thinking when I was interested in growing in a relationship with God. I'm like, God, I don't even know if you're real. I don't know your love. I don't know who you are. I don't even know if I can hear you. So I don't even know if I can have a relationship with you. Like, that's how real it is. So there's absolutely no judgment here. But how can you have a relationship with God if you can't hear him? How can you live as if you were created without ever speaking to your creator? You know, it's kind of a interesting thought. How can you access all of his resources if your conversation isn't a two-way street? So often we're like praying and Really, we're begging God for things that he's already given us. And every single day, we face a crazy number of situations that require our response. Every day. And if we don't know how to hear God's voice, we have to react to all the things on our own, blindly. No wonder we deal with so much collective anxiety and depression. 
awful. But God, who doesn't force himself on anyone, would like to step fully into your life and show you what is possible. And it's hard for him to do that if you can't hear everything he's trying to say. The human need for connection is undeniable. We are totally wired for it. An unmet need for connection and communication is actually deadly. This can lead to literal heart attacks, right? The hopelessness will kill you. And I'm not being melodramatic and saying that. Like, that's literally how real it is. According to psychologist Amy Sullivan, your level of cortisol, a stress hormone, goes up when you're lonely. So interesting, right? Chronic stress can lead to many health issues, including heart disease and cancer. I am not being melodramatic about this. Because of its many health risks, recent studies compare the effects of loneliness to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Like, what? Additionally, studies show having a relationship with God and hearing him speak to you has enormous value. Numerous studies show that people who report feeling God's love directly feel less lonely, less anxious, less fearful, and less stressed. I can testify to that. Connection to God is vital for your whole self, your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. The bottom line here, hearing God speak to you is good for you, but not hearing God speak is stressful and potentially dangerous. Why? Because intimate connection with your creator is a need, not a want. It is actually a need. Wants are desires. They can be dismissed. They can be ignored. They can be outgrown. Your wants can change depending on the season, your age, your circumstances, all of that, right? Wants can come and go. They're useful, but not essential. Needs are essential. They cannot be dismissed and they stay until they get met, period. And a lot of times we meet these needs in unhealthy ways. Your needs demand to be met. And it's your choice whether that happens in unhealthy or healthy ways. And if you don't meet your needs, you will die or feel dead. Okay? Ignoring our needs is no way to live. And it's actually unsustainable. It's unsustainable. If you get only one thing out of this episode, (laughs) here it is. Hearing God speak isn't a want. It's a serious and a vital need. It's essential to emotional and spiritual health. This nagging ache you sometimes feel cannot be relieved except by divine connection. This is why I teach and speak God's vibes matter. Being able to know, to recognize, to feel, to relate with, to connect with, to align with, to track with God, everything, everything. It will completely transform your entire life. You can try to ignore your need to hear from God, but at your core, you and every human on earth have a need to be known. And when you feel known, you feel safe to belong. For the first time in my entire life, I finally had a home. I finally had a place to belong when I came to know the Lord. Big deal. I finally belonged and that changed my being. When you feel known, you feel loved. Such a huge, huge piece here. The power of being known is enormous. The power of knowing that you're not a mistake, no matter how you came into the world. The power of knowing that God designed you to be here. The power of knowing that God has great purpose and plans for you. The power of knowing that God is for you and delights in you. Jesus talked about this exact thing. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. That's John 15, 5. So the truth is undeniable here. We're created for connection. And the best part, you don't have to do life alone. If you're over it, (laughs) like I was, That's actually a great place to be because you are a branch joined to the vine of Christ. You have an all access pass to God all the time. And when you live connected to God, you live connected to your power source. Hallelujah. (laughs) You live a powerful life because you have a powerful God and you have access to the miraculous. 
Just as a lamp needs to be plugged in, your life needs to be connected to your power source. And if a lamp isn't working, you don't start yelling at it or telling it to try harder. You don't sit there wondering if it's defective. That's just crazy, right? A lamp wasn't created to light up on its own. It must be plugged into a power source. And when it's connected, it works as it's designed. So to put that another way, if you live a life disconnected from God, you are disconnected from all of the resources available through him. Without God, without a connection to God, life is infinitely harder than necessary. Infinitely harder. You learn a lot of painful lessons that way. Maybe even unbearable. I've been there. Sure, You'll live out of your own success story, right? Maybe you get the degree and marry your high school sweetheart. You can have the kid buy the house and make a brand out of yourself. But apart from God, it will never be enough and you will never be fulfilled. You just won't. So the question then is why settle for a second rate existence? That's no way to live. That's not even living. In his gospel, John told the story of a woman who came to get water from a well in the middle of the day. And Jesus struck up a conversation with her, and it took a shocking turn when he asked her to get him some water. The woman answered, I'm surprised that you asked me for a drink. You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. So Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. (laughs) Jesus answered, You don't know what God can give you, and you don't know who I am, the one who asked you for a drink. If you knew, you would have asked me, and I would have given you the water. The woman said, Sir, where will you get that living water? The well is very deep, and you have nothing to get water with. Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? He is the one who gave us this well. He drank from it himself, and his sons and all his animals drank from it too. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water I give will never be thirsty again. The water I give people will be like a spring flowing inside them. It will bring eternal life. John 4, 9 through 14. So the woman was thinking only of an external condition to meet her needs, which is how we're wired in the world. And she wasn't wrong in that, right? But Jesus was saying she needed more. When you landed on this planet, right? You probably were as cute as you were needy. (laughs) Probably fair, right? You came with a set of visible needs and those needs were basic. Food, warmth, clothing, shelter, protection. But you had visible, invisible needs too, right? Things like comfort, belonging, love, compassion, empathy. And Jesus is revealing to this woman that she has needs outside of the daily grind. And this is why we are so depressed, because we've denied these needs for so long. He showed her a glimpse of the supernatural available in her natural. Think about it. She was not in a synagogue or a church or even a temple. She was getting water, doing what needed to be done. And Jesus, Jesus out here, interrupted her daily life to speak to her. And he explained that he knew a way to meet her deepest needs, not just daily water for the body, but also divine nourishment for the soul, which has a thirst that can be quenched only through connection and communication with God. So connection then to our creator is vital. It's vital for our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. And God wants to be an endless source and resource for us. And yet most of us, are living disconnected from the divine, trying to figure out life on our own. That was me. (laughs) That can be any of us when we disconnect. And if we're disconnected and desperate, we'll try to use someone else's connection to God for ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with asking a trusted friend or a mentor for wisdom or accepting a word from God delivered by another person, but God never intended for us to wait for others to connect us to heaven. So why settle for secondhand knowledge, leftovers, or a limited human supply, right? Like it's not like it was in the Old Testament where to hear from God, you had to go to a prophet. Now to hear from God, you've got to direct connect. So think about the difference between a reservoir and a well, right? They both 
look the same. Both hold water and both can quench your thirst for a time. But a reservoir holds water someone puts into it and a well provides water from a greater source and doesn't need to be replenished. Any human you turn to, no matter how easily they hear God, is offering you water from their own limited reservoir. They can't offer you water from the bottomless well you could get directly from God. Ever, right? We know and prophesy in part. So too many of us are willing to settle for water from a reservoir when we could be living on water from the bottomless well of divine connection. And we get to decide if we're going to prioritize and value that connection or not. We live like this until we wake up and understand the power of a connected life, which is really the purpose of this episode, (laughs) right? Now more than ever, I hear people saying things like they're finished being a Christian, let's say. They dismiss the spiritual awakening that brought them to Christ, or they deem organized religion an outdated, if not outright, villainous institution, right? They refer to brothers and sisters in Christ as those people, as if to blame others for shutting them out. Why do they do this? So many of them say with varying levels of discouragement or desperation, I can't hear God. Here's the thing. I believe them. I do. They've been living a second class spiritual experience that would tempt anyone to want to give up. If any of the struggles I've laid out here resonate with you, Think about and reflect on a few questions. Could your struggles with anxiety, pain, frustration, and apathy have the same cause? Are you struggling because you're not plugged into God? Could the ache deep inside you exist because of an invisible disconnection? Could your disconnection be leading you to think things that are untrue or do things that you don't want to do? I'm convinced that learning how to stay connected to God is just as important as having electricity in your home. Imagine what your life could be like if your purpose had an endless supply of power. What if you could know the answers to your questions anytime, anywhere? Now, imagine having none of that. Living as a person of faith without being connected will cost you more than your electricity bill. And learning to connect with God will change your entire life. It's definitely changed mine. I really write deeply about this in my first book, God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. It's a very powerful book. You can find all of the books over at julianapage.com slash books if you want to explore. But it's a big deal. Living your life completely disconnected from your spirit, from your life source, when you're a spiritual being having a human experience makes no sense, right? It makes no sense. But we we overcomplicate this, okay? So we don't have to feel like a second-class believer just because we don't hear God the way other people do, okay? And we can open ourselves to radical possibilities, right? Maybe we're not a failure or a heathen. (laughs) Like the Bible says, right? Maybe we're just trying to ignore our insatiable need for connection. If we deny it's there, you know, maybe we don't have to feel the pain of not having it. What if our negative choices are nothing more than a weak effort to have our way or to get through another day? Or what if our discouragement could be caused by disconnection. And that's what's making us feel defeated every day when we don't have to live that way. God can meet us in all of these hard questions and teach us the truth, right? His insights can give us open doors to not only help ourselves, but to help other people as well. And people who are connected to God are powerful conductors of supernatural electricity. And when we're connected to God, he can use our connection to help and serve other people. And the ripple effect is profound. Together, all of us who are connected have the power and the potential to change lives. We just do. And there's never been a more crucial time to strengthen our connection to God. And once you learn how to hear God's voice, it becomes the anchor that stabilizes every aspect of your life. Like you could become this anxious, chaotic, crazy person, and you could become stable in every aspect of your life. 
literally. You can apply his words again and again as he leads you into the life he purposed for you to live. And it's the grounding force that distinguishes those of us who hear and know him from those of us who are still searching. And sometimes in our spiritual walk, we forget the gifts we've received. And I think the enemy works hard. He works overtime to make us forget our full ability to live the life God wants for us. It doesn't serve his purposes for us to be connected to God, right? But when Jesus left the earth, he said, and this is a paraphrase here, I'm not leaving you without anything. I'm giving you a gift. I'll be upstanding at the right hand of the Father, interceding on your behalf, but you are not going to lack a thing. The Holy Spirit is going to be with you all the way through. This is coming from John 14. The Holy Spirit in our lives, the spirit that speaks to us is a gift of connection. It's not something we have to earn. It's one of the greatest gifts of our salvation. That's what it is. It's one of the greatest gifts that we can share with others. And it's how we can draw near to God and how we can invite people into God's presence as well. When we receive this gift of God's presence, we become partners with him, which empowers us to live fully present to our purpose on the planet. Okay, so I just want to offer that when you are connected, you can do things differently. (laughs) You have a completely different life, right? A disconnected life is night and day different to a connected life. What can you do differently? Well, this is a big scripture that everyone's saying at the top of the year. Isaiah 43, 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Right? Like you you hear that scripture all the time, right? But something that you can do differently, which I found to be a massive deal, is embrace the unexpected. I was somebody that resisted the unexpected. The unexpected was not good. There was no such thing as a good surprise. (laughs) The unexpected was horrible, horrible. But when you are walking with God, when you are connected, you can actually embrace the unexpected. Like this makes no sense. It's supernatural. And it's a completely mind boggling experience, right? Maybe you, you can't even fathom this, right? But you really, really can. You can embrace the unexpected. You can see the way that God starts to speak through circumstances, right? You can see how he is using it and turning it for good, okay? God doesn't speak in the same way to everyone, but he can speak directly to you and you can hear him in the midst of your circumstance. And this is fascinating, right? And I just think that it can compel us to dive deeper, okay? So there are almost like personalized filters and ways that we can hear God. So prophetic means how God shows up in your world. And that can be different based on how we perceive, right? There could also be a personality and how you show up in the world. So we hear God best when these two things meet. So your prophetic personality is simply the way God designed you to develop an intimate relationship with him. So think of it as your spiritual love language, let's say, which God uses to affirm his deep love for you. God designed you this way so that He and you can easily communicate. This does not have to be complicated at all. And what I discovered in helping people in the prophetic and learning how to train people in the prophetic, that as I taught, I heard success stories from individuals who went from hearing nothing to hearing daily. And none of these people needed to attend the right Bible college or pass a special test. It was just happening, right? So if you want to hear God's voice, Here's something that I invite you to do, okay? Be willing to let go of any misconceived religious dogma or misguided expectations or false beliefs that are keeping you stuck. For example, listening to God is super hard or if God doesn't speak to me the way he speaks to my friend, it can't be God. You've got to let go of any of these things. You have to let go of any idealized visions you have of the way God speaks and the way people hear. 
okay? Every exchange is personal. And if you can let go of these limiting beliefs, you can begin to see how God's voice shows up in your life and finally experience its true power, okay? Your life really does depend on it. (laughs) It really does, okay? So if you want to hear God immediately and consistently, you need to understand a few essential truths, and this is how we'll wrap up the episode today. And these aren't my thoughts. This can easily be found in your Bible, okay? (laughs) What is our God-given purpose on the earth? To be known by God, John 10, 14. To know him, Matthew 6, 33 and Proverbs 3, 5. And to make him known, Matthew 24, 14 and Mark 16, 15. New Testament scholar Brian Rossner calls being known by God the Cinderella of theology. We bring nothing from the cinders of our lives to the table with God. We have no pedigree that makes us worthy of him. If you aren't ready to believe his divine love exists or applies to you, I would like to challenge that for you. Okay, here are a couple of things that you can embrace. Number one, you are a spiritual being. And to be a spiritual being means that we have a non-physical aspect to our existence that connects us to God and the spiritual realm. And I always say the spiritual is more real than the natural, right? First Thessalonians says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? In this passage, Paul is making a clear distinction between our spirit, soul, and body, implying that human beings are triune beings. Our creator designed us this way with three parts that make up who we are, right? Sounds complicated, but here's how I've learned to break it down. Our body is this physical vessel that carries us through life, right? It's the tangible, visible part of us that interacts with the world around us, right? Our soul, on the other hand, includes our mind, our will, and our emotions. It's our innards, okay? It's the seat of our personality, and this is where our thoughts and feelings reside. And they can get really complicated because we can't see them. But man, are they real, right? And then our spirit is actually the deepest part of us. And it's the part that connects us to God. It's where God lives if invited. Powerful. So while we can't separate these three parts of ourselves, we can identify them and understand how they work together. Our soul and spirit are housed within our physical body, and they interact with one another in complex ways. So for example, our God-given emotions, (laughs) you will always hear me celebrate and the importance of feeling and processing emotion. Our God-given emotions can influence our very human thoughts, which in turn can impact our physical earthly body. And understanding this triune nature of our being has been incredibly helpful in all of the lives of clients that I've worked with. It's been helpful for me and it's been helpful in all of their big breakthroughs. It's helped me personally make sense of my world and what God is doing in my life. (laughs) I recognize there are other ways to view our nature, but this simplified model helps me make sense of things. So the key takeaway from this understanding is that our spirit is dead unless it's awakened. Get it? Just like a hand fits inside a glove, so God's spirit fits inside our spirit. Our spirit was made to fully contain God and only God. And when we invite God into our lives, our spirits come alive. We become more fully who we were created to be and we begin to experience this abundant life that Jesus promised us. So picture it this way. Like a deflated balloon, you live with a spirit that was created to be filled. The only way to live with a fully alive, inflated spirit is to ask Holy Spirit to come alive inside of you. So our very existence comes from God. According to the Bible, God breathed life into Adam and we were all descended from him. This means that we are all imbued with the breath of God, the same breath that gave us life. In ancient Greek, the original language of the New Testament, right, The word pneuma carries a range of meanings, including life, force, energy, dynamism, and power. 
The Jews considered this to be the powerful force put forth by God to create the universe and all living things and also the force that continues to sustain creation. So you know this word. We use it in English, right? Breath. You know, it's also in pneumonia, pneumatic. Okay. In the New Testament, the Greek word is used to describe the Holy Spirit, which is the same breath of God that awakens us to a spiritual life. So here's the thing. Recognizing that our existence comes from God and that we are imbued with his breath has many implications for our lives. In John 14, 26, Jesus explained to the disciples that he would soon send the Holy Spirit to act on his behalf and in his place. Now, instead of having God walking beside us in the flesh, we have God living within us. Come on. (laughs) Having an alive spirit is truly life-changing. When God comes into the room, every good thing he has for you, hope, healing, vision, a new mind, a new heart, comes with him. These benefits are made possible by his spirit, which is the source of everything we desire. And the best part is that having a live spirit grants us access to the supernatural. And that means that we can experience the fullness of God's power in our lives. We can overcome challenges, we can live with purpose, and we can fulfill our God-given destiny. And it reminds us of our connection to God and our dependence on him for our very existence. Apart from God, we're nothing. Apart from God, we can do no good thing. Okay? It also reminds us that we were created for a purpose to be in relationship with God and to live a spiritual life. So I really want to encourage you to invite the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, to fill your spirit. Do not live as a deflated balloon. (laughs) Okay? When we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, we are inviting God's presence and power to work within us, transforming us from the inside out. And this is so glorious because you don't have to manufacture your transformation. Holy Spirit at work in you is doing a work. And this allows us to live a life that is pleasing to God and deeply fulfilling to us. Okay, so you're a supernatural being. Also, you were created to know God's voice. The book of John talks about knowing God's voice using a metaphor as God as a shepherd. It says, when he, the good shepherd, has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. God is your shepherd and he wants to guide you. He's going to lead you if you let him. Hearing his voice isn't just something you can hope will happen. You can believe it does. And it's happening all the time. Already, right now. They know his voice. It's just part of following God. Okay? Our inability to hear doesn't mean it's not happening. It means something else is standing in the way. God is always speaking to you. That's what's different. (laughs) God is constantly talking to his sheep, even when only a few are listening. This truth might represent a paradigm shift for you. You need to anchor it deep, deep, deep into your core. Set it like a post in cement, not going anywhere kind of belief, right? God is a communicator. He is the original word, right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he came to earth to communicate with us. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, right? We are that important to him. Also think about it. Who would author a book containing thousands and thousands of words if he didn't like to communicate? That doesn't really make sense, right? And if this word has tested, you know, passed the the test of time, isn't it worth reading? (laughs) God is a talker. He's an extrovert in this way, right? He's a people person. And I can't stress how important it is. Why? Because if you think God is hiding from you or not speaking to you, you will miss his voice. Increase your confidence by tweaking one common word in your thoughts. Instead of wondering, will God speak to me? Start believing God is speaking to me right now and start paying attention to what you notice. Okay? Hearing God speak to you at the deepest level gives your life meaning. 
You go from having a meaningless life where you feel hopeless and powerless in it to being a powerful person with a life of meaning and purpose. That is everything. Knowing your creator communicates with you confirms you are profoundly known and loved. And when you haven't been known and loved, this changes everything about you in your life. Your existence is intentional. It's not an accident. You're on a divine mission, not a human one. So I'm going to ask you something interesting, but you've got to adopt some new habits, okay? Your current habits are perfectly designed to give you the exact results you're having. (laughs) And if you don't like your results, you got to change some habits, right? You need a different approach. And that's a really big deal. So if you want to change, you have to be willing to change. If I don't change, I most likely will be in the exact same spot a year from now. Here's the deal. You don't have to conform to what others are doing or how they hear from God. You don't have to. And in fact, if they tell you there's only one way, I would run away from that teaching. But you must have the guts to show up for yourself. You've got to be courageous. You must discover the way that God works to get your attention then get really good at recognizing that through practice. Because when you're clear about the way God approaches you, you'll know without a doubt when he's speaking to you. And we're going to spend some time over the next couple of weeks on the podcast talking about how you can really identify how God is speaking to you. Because you were never created to do life alone. And you need, it is a need, not a want. You need the voice of God in your everyday life. And here's the good news. You were made to communicate with your creator and it's within your design. Even better, God is speaking to you and he's speaking your language. Okay, so I'm going to leave that as, you know, a teaser here (laughs) for some of the episodes to come. But we're going to dive deeper into how you can start hearing from God, okay, and start recognizing how he is speaking from you. But I want to invite you and encourage you to just embrace this new truth that you can hear God and God is always speaking to you and God wants you to hear him, okay? So I hope this message encouraged you. If you want to get plugged into developing your personal life, your insides to really care for your soul and to deepen your spiritual life and grow in spiritual maturity this year, Courage Crow is a great place to land. It's www.couragecrow.org. You can join us for prayer calls, small groups, courses, different programs that we have. We've diversified it so you can really meet it at whatever level and place or season that you're at. But we welcome you. I will look forward to connecting with you over there. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. 
I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.